0: when you believe in the gospel of your salvation when you receive the gospel of your salvation you were sealed do you know what that means it means to set a mark upon it means to authenticate it means to to say that this one is branded so you're a child of god and then you hear about rapture is coming and you're scared you hear jesus is coming and you're scared because somebody is telling you is your name in the book of life is your name in the book of life a child of god is your name in the book of life You are a child of God. And he said, I don't know. Oh God, oh God, don't come now. Oh God, are you born again? In the day of judgment, we will have boldness. Hallelujah. When God is revealed. Or when God is revealed to judge the world. Oh, glory to God. As children of God, we will be bold. We will be bold. Glory to God. You know why? Because as he is, so are we. He didn't say, as he is, so are we going to be. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. Who do you think you are? people you are once again welcome to the dasko moment with minister higher life and we are still on our subject uh the concept of christianity and um quickly without wasting much time today i'm fired up for you so let's get into the word of god right away now in our previous video before we go into the word in our previous video we spoke about the fact that when a man believes in jesus he's saved and jesus christ is is the residence of life jesus is the place for life now this is what the concept of christianity is all about salvation is instantaneous the very moment a man believes in jesus he gets born again he gets saved and he receives eternal life we also got to know that eternal life is not a a futuristic thing for example you say when i die i know i'll get eternal life eternal life is in the child of god and according to uh uh, first john chapter Number five, verse nine to thirteen, there is that witness in us. Those of us who have believed in Jesus, there's an inner witness in us that those who have believed actually carry that witness that God has given to us eternal life. And when you read Romans chapter number eight, verse verse sixteen, the Bible says that uh, we are children of God, and the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You understand? So today we want to look at the gospel, but because uh, salvation in Christianity—you must understand this. Salvation in Christianity is carried on the tray of the gospel. So it is the gospel that delivers salvation. It is a, it is through the gospel that salvation comes to man. Now this is the concept of Christianity. Salvation is not dependent on your works. Salvation comes by the gospel, and the word gospel is good news. And we're going to look at that. Let's look at Ephesians. Chapter number 1 verse 13. One of my favorite scriptures in all the word of God. Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 13. And I believe you are there with your Bible. Let's read together. It says that in whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise now which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory I read from the King James now so he says in whom verse again in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation so the gospel is called the gospel of our salvation so so the word of truth The gospel of your salvation. What it means is that the word of truth is the gospel of our salvation. So the gospel is called the gospel of our salvation. That means it is that gospel that is able to bring salvation to men. Now the word gospel, the term gospel actually means good news. Gospel means good news. Now from the Greek word, it simply means good message, good news. So it is the good news concerning our salvation. Now, let me say this to you. The word gospel from the Greek is you are Yourgaleon simply means glad tidings, good message, good news. And so that is it. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of our salvation, number one, first of all, is good news. All right. It is the good news concerning our salvation. Now, this is what we're going to do today. We are going to take our time to go through... The scriptures both the old and the new to know what the gospel is all about because when we understand the gospel we see the gospel is something we cannot take from christianity when you take the gospel out of christianity christianity becomes a dead religion it becomes a religion what makes christianity what it is what makes christianity christianity is the gospel that it has so if you take out the gospel from christianity you, we, we don't we don't have nothing again, all right. So quickly, let's we want to look at what the gospel is. So in trying to understand the gospel, let's get to Romans chapter number uh, one. Romans chapter one, verse one. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, come to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now, this we are going to spend a lot of time on this. That, that's all that we're going to do today. So he says that the gospel. Paul says, I'm an apostle that is separated unto the gospel of God. And the gospel of God was promised by his prophet in the Holy Scriptures. Now that means the gospel of God was a promise in the Old Testament. Alright, so it it was a promise God gave. It was a promise God gave. Now he says that that gospel, which was a promise in the Old Testament, that gospel concerns his son. So, that is it. God has a gospel. It's called the gospel of God. Paul is saying, it. and that gospel of God from old, uh, from the Old Testament was a promise. And that gospel concerns his son. So, I told you gospel means good news. So, the gospel, the good news of God is about his son. Then he says that, uh, who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead or from the dead. So Paul tells us that the gospel of Christ, the gospel, the good news concerning Jesus Christ, that good news is uh, uh, about his resurrection. Now we're going to go deeper into that. But first of all, I want you to know Christianity is the gospel saving men. Now I want to let us go quickly to know what the gospel actually is. So the gospel of God is the gospel concerning Christ. Now what is the good news concerning Jesus Christ? What is that good news? Is it that Jesus Christ came to the earth, he never married? Or Jesus Christ came to the earth, he lived a sinless life? What is the actual gospel concerning the Son of God? Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures now so he says this is the gospel this is the gospel that i I received and this is the gospel that i give unto you the gospel is that christ died for our sins christ was buried and christ was raised from the dead on the third day It is amazing what Christianity has turned out to be in our days. You know, people go to church and they are looking for marriage. People go to church they are looking for a car. People are looking for material things. That is not the gospel. The gospel is the death, the barrier, and resurrection of Christ. The good news that concerns Jesus that affects humanity is buried in his death, barrier, and resurrection. So, that is god's good news you see we read from romans that god has good news and the good news of god concerns his son so we must know what is it what is it that concerns the son that makes it good news all right that which concerns the son that is good news is his death his burial, and his resurrection now that would mean that if we are talking about the gospel of christ it is none other than the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ. I want you to keep this in mind because we're going to have a travel through the word of God. Now, let's get back to Romans. Romans chapter number one again. Let's look at what Apostle Paul said. He said, sorry, Romans chapter number one. I, I just opened First um, Corinthians. All right, so Romans chapter one. He says that, concerning his son. So the gospel concerning his son, Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now let me jump to verse 16. Verse 16, Paul made a statement. He says that, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believed to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now, Paul tells us this gospel that concerns the Son of God is the power of God unto salvation. Now listen, in our previous video, I told you that when a man believes in Jesus, he's saved. What is it that saves man? What is that that brings salvation? Is it the good works of man? Of course, no. There's no salvation in the work of man. What, what is it that brings it? He says that, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And the reason why I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Remember, what is the gospel of Christ? The gospel of Christ is the good news concerning Christ. And what is that good news? That good news is in his death, in his barrier, and in, in his resurrection. So he says, I am not ashamed of the message of the death, of the barrier, and of the resurrection of Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation the word power in the Greek is dunamis and dunamis actually refers to uh, you know we have you go to the people who who, who blast stones and stuff like that those who, who work in the quarry they, they they put dynamite you see and I, I remember we used to have bicycles that had uh, dynamo batteries so the more you paddle the more the, the the energy is generated all right so that power is actually the ability of God to work the ability of God to work so he says i'm not ashamed the gospel is the power so the gospel is God's ability to give salvation i met i met some people that actually it was a man preaching on the roadside i said if you're wearing if you're, if you're a lady and you wear a trouser you are going to hell a lady that put on makeup, you're going to hell, because all those things come from the marine world, if you put on makeup, you're going to hell, you see, that is not good news.
1: Hi, I want to specially introduce you to this masterpiece, a book written by our German of God, Reverend Samuel Kamasasu, also known as Minister Higher Life, titled, This Jesus. This book unveils in accuracy the identity of the God-man Jesus. The truths carefully hewn from God's words concerning Jesus will enlighten the believer and cause him to rest in the surety of Jesus being the savior of his life. Who is Jesus? His name is mentioned in all circles of life, yet without accurate knowledge of who he is. Knowing Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection sets one for the Christian life. This book can be used for Bible study in all Christian groups, in campuses, youth groups, and many more. Dare to grab a copy of the Shepherd stuff? Kindly call these numbers to order for a copy now. 233 233-54039-2085 or 233 233-5577-32706 God bless you.
0: The Bible Proverbs describe what good news is. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. Let's look at what it says. We'll come back here. Look at that. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. I believe it's there. 25, 25. So don't forget that scripture. Just say 25, 25, 25, 25. All right. So he says, As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. As cold water is to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. What does that mean? The good news is something that man longs for. You get the point? So that good news comes to satisfy. You get the point? That good news comes to satisfy. The good news is something that man does not have. It is too good. It is too good to be true. That is what we call the goodness, the gospel. Now, so I told you, ah, 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 that man said, you, you put on makeup, you put on... Uh, f- um, the ladies have these fingers, they do. Fingernails that they do. You, all of those things, you're going to go to hell. But he does that claiming that he's preaching the gospel. That is not the gospel. The gospel is about the death, the barrier, and resurrection of Christ. And Paul says that that gospel is God's power unto salvation. That means when you take out the gospel... You handicap God God is handicapped he is not able to give salvation you get the point so when you take the when you take out the gospel God cannot save you. remember it says it is the power of God unto salvation the only thing that licenses God the only thing that gives God the platform to save is the gospel of Christ the death the barrier and resurrection of Christ I don't think we have time for me to go through that but you see man legally man legally does not qualify to be saved man legally ha- is now having the nature of the devil so man cannot be saved you get it but god brought in jesus in his death barrier and resurrection so that it, there can be a legal grounds upon which god can stand to offer salvation righteousness eternal life to man now so he says the gospel of christ is god's power unto salvation so, when you believe in Jesus, when you receive the gospel concerning Jesus, salvation, uh, you qualify for God to give you salvation. You get the point? So, he says, I'm not ashamed at all. It is the power of God. Let's look at it. He says, Let's go back. He uh, says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith faith as it is written the just shall live by faith now so the gospel is God's power and in that gospel is the revelation of righteousness you get it now that is why the, the the greatest thing the devil can do to a church the greatest thing the devil can do to any ministry is to take out the gospel element from that church or from that ministry you know we have churches today they tell you come for oil come for bangles come for amulet come for all kinds of things pastors are not selling oil pastors are giving this they are giving that listen you are you 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 are seizing god you are making god weak to save when you the gospel is that which empowers god to save And that gospel is about Jesus. You know, the more we preach about Jesus, the more salvation abounds in the heart of people, the more we get people saved. And that is why the devil is strategically getting people to forget about that. You have pastors who are telling you, if somebody don't like you, just forget that person. Just forget that person. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, you got to do this. you got to do that. Self-empowerment and all of those kind of things. Listen. That which line says is God to save is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is that Jesus Christ died. He was buried and he was raised from the dead. Now, Paul made a statement. Now, I, I want us to look at that again. He says that um, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets, in the Holy Scriptures. Now, this is very important. Now, he says that God promised the gospel by, aforetime, by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. What does that mean? The gospel of Jesus Christ is rooted from the Old Testament. You get the point? You see, the gospel is not what we call the New Testament. The gospel actually comes from the Old Testament. So, when you read the Bible, you know, when you pick up the Bible from Genesis to Malachi, that, that he's saying that they all spoke concerning one thing. The summary of what he spoke about is the that Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So now, this means that the whole Bible is gospel-centered. It's Christocentric. is centered on Christ. The whole Bible is centered on Christ Jesus. Now, let's look at that from, from, from Jesus himself. Let's go to John. John chapter number 5. John 5, John 5, John 5, John 5, John 5, 5, 39. Oh, glory to God. John 5, chapter 30, John chapter 5, verse 39. He says that, Search the scriptures. Now, this is Jesus talking. Jesus says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Search the scriptures. In them you think you have eternal life, but these scriptures, they are they that testify of me. Now, the scriptures Jesus was talking about here. He was not referring to the New Testament books because they had not been written by them. You get the point. So the scriptures that he's talking about is the Old Testament. He says, this Old Testament, they are they that testify of me. So the Old Testament actually, they give testification concerning Christ. You see, it it means that to testify means to give a witness. So they are they that give witness of me. That means Moses wrote about Jesus. All of them wrote about Jesus. Now, that is why uh, you meet someone and the person tells you, you can use the Bible to curse. The, there are curses in the Bible. We There's a portion, Psalm 35. You read it and you are going to curse the people and it's going to work. See, you, 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 you are practicing witchcraft. You are like the Christian who goes to church and begins to say, if I clap and pray, let my enemies die wherever they are. I kill them. I kill them. You, you are you are a witch in disguise in the house of God. If you have been doing that, you've got to stop. Because it's not scriptural. He didn't tell us to kill our enemies. No, he told us to pray for them. He says those that persecute us, those who wrongfully persecute us, we should bless them, we should, we should bless and not curse. So, you, you, you're here, you're, you want to kill. i kill you, i kill you. Oh, die, die. You are actually a fetish priest that is going to church on Sundays. You get it now, because Jesus says the scriptures testify of me. Why are you using a scripture to kill? The scriptures testify of Christ. That means every scripture in the Old Testament, at the meaning or at the central heart of it, is Christ Jesus. All right, let's confirm this from Luke. Let me. It, it's going to be a very long study, but don't worry. Let's let's confirm that from Luke, Luke chapter twenty-four, I believe luke chapter 24. luke 24. you know when jesus was raised from the dead luke 24. i know that you're there. luke chapter 24. now listen uh, jesus had been raised from the dead and the the people went actually to look look for him and they didn't get him and all of that but i I want to cut short all right i think we should read it Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone road away from the sepulchre, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? That is, he is not yet, but is risen. Remember how how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Then he says, saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulchre and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women that were with them which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales and they believed not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher and stooping down he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from jerusalem about three score fellows and they talked together of all things of all these things which had happened and it came to pass that one they communed together and reasoned, jesus himself drew nigh and went there with them he he went with them but their eyes were holding that they should not know him and he said unto them what manner of communications are these that uh, you have one to another as he walked in assad and the son eh, sorry one of them whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Are thou a stranger? Are thou a stranger in Jerusalem and hast has not known the things which are come to pass here in, in this day? And then he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and in word. Hallelujah. I love that. Before, before God and all the people and how the chief priests And our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this today is the third day since these things were done. Yeah, and and, and certain women also of of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. All right. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it so as the women had said, but him they saw not. So they are reporting to Jesus. They didn't know it's Jesus. Now, now listen to Jesus. Look at it. I'm, I'm trying to let you know that the gospel is rooted in the Old Testament. Look at Jesus. Jesus says, Then he said unto them, Jesus is now saying unto them, All fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory so listen he says all fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken all that the prophets have spoken ought not christ to have suffered all the things that this prophet said then he says verse 27 and beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so jesus christ He's ra- he's been raised from the dead and these guys went to the tomb to check and they didn't find him the the, the stone was rolled away and they are talking among themselves jesus appears and their eyes are withhold. hold they they they, they 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 can't know that it is it is jesus so they are talking and jesus says what are you talking about it's when they, they, they explain oh jesus Blah 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 and then Jesus says, Oh fools, I'm slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have written." What does that mean? This thing, I'm, I'm, this thing you're talking about, is written in the scriptures, and the scriptures here refers to the Old Testament. So, when you pick the Old Testament, what do you see? You get it, all right? Then he says that. Let, let's let's read verse forty. Let's read verse forty. All right, I think we should continue reading. And it came to pass, where were we? We were at 27. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and and the day is fast spent. And he went to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and blessed it, and break it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him and he was vanished out of their sight. Wow. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and opened and while he opened to us the scriptures. So while they were walking with Jesus, Jesus was opening them. And in fact, from where they were to Emmaus, it was about seven miles. So seven miles journey. They were walking with Jesus and Jesus was opening the scriptures to them. He was explaining from the Old Testament that he was supposed to die. Look at it. So when you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is gospel centered. You know, the Bible is a book of redemption. That is what it is. And it is perfectly tailored by God to communicate redemption, the redemption of man. The redemption of man understand this so when you get the bible when you see the scriptures what do you have to see you've got to know the, the the gospel you've got to know about jesus christ you don't use the bible to curse the concept of christianity is that when you pick the old testament christ is the central meaning of that of of, of that book is the central meaning of the scriptures I wish, if you're watching with somebody, you can tell the person, Christ is the central meaning of the scriptures. You, you, someone said, I looked at the scriptures, and I found a place where God rains stones upon some people. And so right now, as we are praying, let uh, spiritual stones hit on the head of your enemies. What's wrong with you? I mean, what, what's wrong with you? You see, Christianity is not a joke. It is not mysticism. Christianity is not is 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 it's not a, a a sophisticated thing, it's not a myth, it's a reality, is is it's, it's, it's gospel centered. There are a lot of things in the old testament. If you don't understand, you 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 will be fooled to to use it for something else. But at the heart of the scriptures, I think we're gonna get time and look at that. Now Jesus said something. Let me get you there. Jesus said something, all right. Let's get to 44. Verse 44. Verse 44. Let's look at verse 40, verse 44. Oh glory to God. Now verse 44 says this. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, wow, and in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me. So everything Moses wrote, everything is everything that is written in Psalms. That's what I told you. You don't use Psalm 35 to curse. If your eyes get open, you will you, you find Christ in that scripture. He says, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. All right, so he says it is written in the Old Testament that there's the summary of it is that Christ will die, Christ will suffer, that is his death, and then Christ will be buried, and Christ will rise up from the dead on the third day. You see, so the the Bible is Christocentric. When you pick the scriptures, the scriptures they proclaim the gospel. Let me let me let me read the scripture to you. All right, so Galatians chapter number three. Let's let's look at this. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. That was even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, and the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the healing through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So he says god preached the gospel to abraham wow but as at the time god was talking to abraham christ had not died but abraham heard the gospel god preached the gospel to abraham what does that mean the old testament is a proclamation of the gospel of christ but in a hidden way so the gospel in the old testament is hidden and it is revealed in the new testament understand this this is the concept of christianity that the gospel of christ is that which brings salvation and that gospel of christ comprises or encapsulates his death his burial and his resurrection all that god has been doing from genesis was a perfect communication of his gospel hidden but when as galatians chapter 4 says that when the time was due in the fullness of time god brought forth his son Made of a woman to redeem those who were under the law. You see, so the gospel is here, or it has roots in the Old Testament. All right, so let's 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 look at another one. Let's go to Acts. I believe. but I think we are not done with the look. Let's go back to look. Let me show you something very very important, very 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 critical. Luke chapter twenty four. We're reading forty four downwards. Now let's get to forty six. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. So Jesus is talking and he says that this this is what the Old Testament people wrote about. The summary of the Old Testament scriptures is that Christ, he behoved Christ, that he should suffer, that is to die, and then he should rise from the dead on the third day. Then he says that when that is happen, when that happens, he says and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached.
1: Hello, precious ones. Allow me to introduce to you an amazing book titled The Aggressive Soul Winner. This is a timely book to inspire you to be a fervent soul winner. Soul Winning as the very wheel on which the expansion of Christianity runs is done with a certain level of contagious fervency, and that is just what this material offers. In studying this book, the lame will walk, the walking will run as chariots, and the running will be caught up by the spirit to do much more. Kindly pre-order for the limited copies available. To order, call 233-54039. Two zero eight five or plus two three three five five seven seven three two seven zero six. God richly bless you. And that repentance and remission
0: of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So the gospel of Jesus Christ is uh, from the Old Testament is His death and burial, and resurrection. This is what makes Christianity, Christianity. That is what Christianity stands for. You get it? And when you take that out of Christianity, you have nothing left. So it is very, very important for all of us to know, to understand, to believe, and to have this in mind. What makes us what makes Christians, what makes Christianity what it is, is in the gospel that Jesus Christ died. And in fact, this is what God employed the prophets and the Old Testament people to write about. You get the point. So when you, when you get the scriptures, you have to be able to bring out Christ. He is the totality of the scriptures. He is, he is the central theme of the scriptures. You know, when you read Acts, the Bible tells us they preach Christ to them. I think we should go there. Let's let's read the book of Acts quickly. Let's read Acts. Oh, glory to God. Now, Acts chapter 5, verse, the last verse, which is 42. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. The apostles, every day from house to house and in the temple, they were teaching Christ and preaching Christ. You know, I told you about the evangelists I met and we have a lot of them around. People who preach all kinds of things in the name of preaching the gospel. But the gospel is Christ. The gospel is Christ-centered. The gospel is Christ-focused. The gospel is everything about Christ and nothing of man. You know, I'm, uh, a preacher was saying on, on the roadside one day, he says, God called me to, to speak against sin. God called me to speak against sin. And so, I'm speaking against it. I don't care how many people leave my church and all of that. God did not call anybody to preach against sin. God called us to preach the gospel. Because, you see, the gospel is that powerful that it is not scared of sin the gospel has enough power to cause a prostitute to become an evangelist to cause a prostitute to become a prophetess to cause an armed robber one that is given to drugs addicted to drugs and all kinds of vices and when that gospel hits them oh my goodness that gospel is able to produce righteousness didn't you did you read what did you see what we read in Romans chapter 1 he says that i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of God to save so the gospel empowers God to enforce salvation in the heart of man then he says again that for therein for in the gospel for therein is the righteousness of God revealed so the gospel is pregnant with righteousness what is righteousness righteousness the ability to stand before God without guilt without sin or inferiority complex. Righteousness means to stand right with God. To stand right with God and live right. That is righteousness. So he says that in the gospel is the revelation of righteousness. Understand this. So that means the gospel of Christ comes and empowers man, first of all, to be declared righteous. It, it, it makes God declares the sinner righteous and is able to keep the sinner from, from, from sinning. You get a point so that is how powerful the gospel is so we don't preach against sin. we preach the gospel we don't we don't we, we don't preach against what men are doing we preach the gospel so you go out and you tell people uh why are you doing this why are you doing that why are you saying if you if you fornicate you go to hell and all of that you simply you, you you're preaching something in the name of god which is not the gospel the apostles preached and taught Christ Jesus from house to house and in temples. Now let's look at Acts chapter 13. Acts 13. Quickly as we bring this to a close, let's let's look at Acts chapter 13. Such a beautiful scripture. I want you to understand this. Alright. But, alright, so verse 36. Says, he says For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on asleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption but he whom God raised again saw no corruption be it known unto you brethren men be known unto you therefore men and brethren that through this man through Christ is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not have been justified by the law of Moses this was what the apostles preached they preached that Jesus Christ died. They preached that forgiveness comes from his death, forgiveness comes by Jesus Christ's death and his resurrection. So, understand this now. Let's go a bit up, let's go to verse 18, verse 18, 13, verse 18, somewhere to 26. All right, to 26. And about the time of so he was he was narrating now for the sake of our time let's get to verse twenty three he's talking about David he says of that of this man's seed has gone according to his promise raised unto Israel a savior, comma Jesus. So that savior is Jesus. There's a when John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel and as John fulfilled his course he said. Whom think ye that I am? I am not he. But behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to lose. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. Understand. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. This is powerful. And they, they, and though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulchre. You see how he's explaining the gospel. But God raised him from the dead. And he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare unto you glad tidings. We declare unto you good news. How that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children. In that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, thou art my son, this day have I begotten, he says that God gave a promise in the Old Testament. When God gave that promise, God was looking at the resurrection. So Paul says that God, the promise that God gave, he has fulfilled to us his children. How did he fulfill it? He says by raising Jesus again from the dead. So all that they kept on doing was that Jesus died, Jesus was buried, Jesus was raised from the dead. And they explained that from the scriptures. So, when we pick the scriptures, when we pick the Old Testament scriptures, what are we looking at? You see, if you you ever met Paul, as at the time he was ministering, if you ever met Paul, if you ever met uh, 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 Peter, if you ever met these apostles, if you ever met them, they were using the Old Testament scriptures to speak, to preach the gospel of Christ. Understand, this Christianity thing is gospel oriented. This Christianity thing is all about the gospel. And the gospel is certain in the fact that it delivers, it is rooted in the old testament. It means it means the gospel is not a recent flippant message that God is tickling our ears with. The gospel is rooted in the old testament, and that anyone that's picked the scriptures and does not see the gospel from it from the old testament has deviated from the cause of God. The intent of God and the intention of God for the old testament books is the gospel. So we are able to to bring out the gospel from the Old Testament. And that is what the apostles did. The apostles were not teaching paying any price for anointing. The apostles were not teaching care of Adulam experiences. The the, the apostles were not teaching how to come to Christ and get money. The apostles were not teaching how to come to church and get married. Everything that they did was in the confines of the gospel. And the gospel of Christ is not open to everything. The gospel of Christ is confined. It has its own confinement. It's limited to the events of Christ, which is his death, his barrier, and his resurrection. And so every single thing that they did was focused on this reality. Now, church today, Christianity today, you don't even see what we are trying to do today. Everybody is teaching his own stuff. everybody's trying to do his own thing. No, the, the Christian faith is emphatic in the gospel that he propagates, that Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he was raised again from the dead. He says the promise God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God fulfilled it to to to, to their children by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So when when God gave a promise to Abraham, when God told Abraham in you, in your seed all the nations of the world will be blessed, God was looking at the resurrection. This can be found in Acts chapter three. Let me let me let me get you to Acts three as we close with this. Acts chapter three. All right. Now let let's let's do twenty two. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yeah, and all the prophets from Samuel and, and those that followed after, as many as have spoken. All the prophet right from Samuel, all of them says, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. So he began from Moses and then he says from Moses unto Samuel all the prophets, every single prophet that came before Jesus, they had one announcement, they foretold of these days, now let's look at it he says, ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth, be blessed, unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his sins so look at that the the writer here says that when god met with moses and told moses that you know uh, give me your son or or kill your son or sacrifice your son god was teaching god was teaching abraham sorry god was teaching abraham the gospel so he says that after that thing happened you know in, in 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 genesis in genesis after that happens God gave a word to Abraham. He says, now I know that you fear me. Now I know that you trust me. Now I know that you you believe in me. So this is what, don't kill the boy. So the Bible says, he turned. I'm going to preach that thing to you in our next video. He turned and he saw a ram that is caught in a thicket. And God told him, get it and kill it. So he killed it instead of the son. as a Jehovah, uh, uh, Jehovah that supplied, Jehovah sees. You get it. So that and then God then said to him, God said, Now for you not withholding your son away from me, in blessing I will bless you. And then he says that he, he told him that uh that the whole world will be blessed by your seed. He says, In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. When God gave that promise to Abraham, God was talking about the resurrection of Christ Jesus. And so he says that that promise unto you first, God having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. So the Abrahamic blessing is not a material wealth. Oh, we are the seed of Abraham, we have the money. I believe, I believe in Christian being wealthy. But that's what he's talking about. That the in you, all the nations of the, of the world will be blessed is actually in the resurrection of Christ. And that in the resurrection of Christ, that the blessing of forgiveness is giving. So you see, this is how the gospel is explained from the Old Testament. So when you pick the Old Testament, you don't curse with it. Somebody said, ah, read the book of Psalms. Some Psalm have a lot of curses. So you read, read some, you'll be able to deal with your enemies. You have to deal with your enemies. Are you a witch? Are you a witch? No. Understand that. That the gospel is rooted in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is pregnant with Christ. The Old Testament is so much pregnant with Christ. And every child of God must know. This is what we go to church and they don't tell us. When you go to church, they just, uh, 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 family and friends. This one is going to give testimony. Yesterday, my brother died. Thank God for the pastor. Pastor took care of me. Blah, blah, blah. They finish. Pastor gives 20 minutes word and it's done. No. Listen, Christianity is gospel focused. Christianity is gospel oriented. Christianity is gospel centered. Understand that. So, and even this, when you understand this as a child of God, you'll be able to direct your path in the kind of church that you should go. I said, my mother, I'm I'm, I'm an an assemblies, I'm a pentacles, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. In heaven, we don't think about that. Your soul requires the teaching of the gospel of Christ. You need to understand this. You understand? So this is the concept of Christianity. Salvation is God coming to us as the savior. But he comes to us as the savior on the train of the gospel. So if we actually misplace the gospel or if we misunderstand the gospel, then we misunderstand the very foundation upon which our faith stands. And the gospel is Christ died, Christ was buried, and Christ was raised from the dead. I believe you have been blessed by this, and I'm praying that you, you make a further study on this. We, we, we are going to have another video, and it's going to be it's going to be a blast you know and i thank god that you came in and you are watching with us listen if you are a christian i want to emphasize again start burning for jesus start burning for the lord start winning souls like never before if you're here and you have that holy spirit within you come on use that spirit of god that god has given you or better still let him use you to work so mightily for the kingdom of god we are in the days of the mighty harvest we are in the days for the latter rain and every little one among us can be a world shaker, I believe this I believe it, God can use you so mightily understand this and begin to take action, take actions based on your faith hallelujah, and if you're watching me and you're not born again now this is the time for you we have explained that the gospel is Christ died, he was raised from the dead after being buried, and you've got to confess this and believe this So now you're going to pray this with me. Say thank you Lord for your word. This day I declare that I believe in Jesus Christ. He died for me and he was raised for me. My heart is for the Lord. I declare that Jesus is the savior of my life. And he's the Lord of my life. Therefore I am born again. Thank you Lord for this. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Alright. So this is where time is going to permit us. I'm going to see you again in our next video. Thank you. Bye.